Are you fascinated by food photography? What tools and techniques can you use for food styling? This is exactly what we're going to answer in this episode of the Zista podcast. Welcome to the Zista podcast where we invite industry professionals and academicians to answer questions that students have within a specific subject area. And today we're going to be going deeper into the art and science of food styling and food photography. Joining us today is Michael Swamy, a professional food stylist who has worked on some really amazing projects and publications. Let me tell you a little bit about Michael. He's a chef, food stylist, writer, travel photographer. He's based in Mumbai and he's actually graduated from Le Cordon Bleu, London. So he's been a chef consultant with Indian wildlife resorts. He's conducted food styling and food photography workshops in India and abroad. He's curated food festivals, authored books like The Diabetic Cookbooks, Masala Dabba, uh, The Easy Guide to Pairing Indian Wine, uh, Indian Food with Wine. And he's also the founder at Cottage Chef and Back- Backpack Chef. So welcome to the show, uh, Michael. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Amit. And it's such a pleasure to be here and to be talking about one of my favorite subjects. Yes, in, in fact, I was going through your profile and I realized that this is someone who's really deeply passionate about food styling and photography. And, you know, when we were looking for a, a guest to invite uh, to cover this particular subject, I must say I was absolutely delighted that we, you know, our, our paths crossed and that you could make time for this uh, episode. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Right. So, Michael, let me ask you this. Uh, what attracted you to build a career uh, in food styling and photography? So I think I was given a camera at the eighth, eighth grade, my very okay. first camera. And okay. it was, uh, you know, one of these very small hot shot type cameras, which right. used to get in the old days. And it gradually evolved into a DSLR, um, I think by the 12th grade. And in those days, you know, you had film rolls, you didn't have all this digital stuff. So you were very careful about how many images you clicked and <laughs> making sure it was in focus and all before you even clicked an image. Uh, today's day and age, you just keep keep on clicking. But that attracted me to photography. Uh, we used to also get the National Geographic at home. And it was all about travel and wildlife and, you know, the the magic of National Geographic, we all know, with David Attenborough and all, Absolutely. all of that. And that got me intrigued with documenting food. And it was then that my mother said, you go and become a chef first. You know, if you want to shoot know your subject first. And I think that was a very important lesson that I learned right in the beginning was first know your subject before you can even get involved with it. Yeah. Right. I, I think what you said, uh, I like one thing when you said that you need to kind of make sure you have the, the correct shot, you know, the right frame. And uh, I think a great photograph is a combination of different elements, right? It's also about the balance the lighting, uh, the background, the foreground, the main subject that you're focusing on, so many different elements to focus on. And I think this is an art that you have perfected as you've come along, right? Yes. Right. Okay. Um, the next question I wanted to ask you, you know, uh, was the one relating to tools and techniques. So for food styling and photography, what are some of the most important tools and techniques that students can use? Uh, one is having a great camera. Right. And then mastering the camera. So you have to read the cattle, the manuals. You have to actually know your camera. It's where you are in control of the camera. You come to a point where 
you are in control of the camera the camera is not in control of you and uh, so i think that's the basic tool that you need for food photography the second thing is learning lighting and lighting is something we see from the minute we wake up to the time we go to sleep and most people don't even realize what they're seeing on a day to day basis or even imbibing how the light changes from room to room uh, from the angles of the sun and i think that's the best learning tool is from nature itself how the sun teaches you the play of light and shadow you know rather than just learning it from strobe lights yeah uh, the morning light is the best when you wake up in the morning that soft light yeah and these are things that you then start putting into uh, photographing people of food okay or replicating it with a strobe light okay yeah. I, that that is interesting that you would replicate something you see in nature because nature is the the biggest teacher right so many scientific inventions have come about when scientists have observed something in nature thought about why what how gone a little deeper and then found something and from a photographer's perspective learning that natural looking at the natural play of light that we see in nature i think is so important that's a very very valuable lesson that you've just shared uh so when it comes to inspiration you know where do you seek inspiration and uh, how do you keep up with the latest trends in food styling uh, so i think in the 1990s we, it was books and magazines uh, there was no such thing as internet in those days so we're just getting cookery books from the latest cookbooks to uh to learn it because uh, food photography was at a very nascent stage in those days and it was when i went to the cordon bleu in london that i started working with a few food photographers and food stylists and seeing how how they approached food and then i brought all that learning back home and right. then started start, yeah so that's when i started applying it to my work to when i was teaching students at the catering college uh, about plating how to plate the food how to look at food on from a visual aspect yeah so yeah it's so important you know i mean food has to be visually appealing and today we live in the world where everything is instagramable uh, yeah. you know so restaurants are also thinking about uh, not just about uh, the food but thinking that okay we need to make sure that Uh, our patrons come click pictures posted on instagram and that's going to drive more people back to our establishment that's such an absolutely. important uh, element you know absolutely um so let's say you have a fo- food photography shoot coming up how do you plan how do you prepare for it uh actually the planning goes almost two or three days in advance you sit with the client you discuss uh, and you actually sketch out on a piece of paper uh, what the client wants before you even get on to the day of the shoot so you actually draw rough sketches of the kind of crockery you're going to need how the food is going to be plated or uh, today's day and age you pull up images from the internet to show a client so that a lot of the time uh, clients also themselves don't know what they want right so you have to guide them at times yeah and it's fun that whole process is fun of guiding them to show them how their food can look better uh a lot of so called art directors these days are just cut copy paste and i'm okay. like no give the <laughs> yeah give the photographer his due that he's learned something and let him showcase his talent to you right. rather than copy paste something you know what i mean and uh, 
So even when I'm working with photographers, I say first, you shoot, and then you shoot my way. Okay. okay. So then we have two different uh, things takes. to show to the client. Yeah, you have two different takes. I think right. it works. You know? Rather than my saying, I want this copy. Yeah. I said, why don't you shoot something, and this is what I would like to shoot, because this is what the client has asked for, and then let's see how it goes. Then Absolutely. they feel happy. Yeah. Absolutely. So you have a client, a client has their own expectation. Uh, you know, they're conscious of how they're portraying their brand. Yeah. And on one hand, you may have your own uh, creative thought process. So how do you balance the two? You know, your creative vision versus what a client is expecting. So first shoot what the client wants. Okay. And then shoot what you want. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, because sometimes in the client is quite happy to have both the shots also, and he's getting it for the same price. So, you know, he, you're not going to be charging him double or something. Okay. Right. So, yeah. A lot of the time they sometimes go with the other shot even, you know, as long as it fits within their expectations. Correct. Correct. Yeah. But delivering to the brief and working with the brief yes. uh, is super important. I, I, Very I would important. imagine. Very important. So in, in the course of your uh, career and, uh, you know, the work that you've done, you must have worked on a lot of fun projects. Is yes, there anything sir. that stands out, uh, you know, for you? Uh, anything which is really memorable or something that was uh, a lot of fun working on? Uh, yeah, when we were working on a Kellogg shoot, we were working with okay. a lot of kids. And, uh, the, you know, because it was conflicts and kids and uh, the photographer's son was the model. Okay. And... <laughs> and after a little while, he was like, you know, what is going on? <laughs> and you were like trying to get him to sit in one place. But I think that that's what makes it memorable when you are, you're dealing with people and food in the same shot. Uh, their mood swings. The food is playing up with the food has to be shot within a certain time frame. Mm -hmm. All this. So you're dealing with a, a lot of uh, external problems other than just shooting the food. Yeah. So the situation of managed chaos. <laughs> yes, manage the chaos. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. I can imagine. Whenever you have, you know, children in the mix, uh, things can take an uh, unexpected yeah. turn. <laughs> True. Right. Okay. Super. All right. Um, that brings me to the last question I'd like to ask you. You know, uh, there there could be students who want to pursue food styling or food photography as a professional career. Uh, what would you tell them in terms of uh, what are the skills they need or the traits that they, they need to succeed? And, you know, should they have a, a background or a training in a specific subject area to succeed? It's very important to study to be a chef first because okay. you need to know how food will react with the elements, how it, how it will react with uh, the elements. I mean, by harsh lighting, sunlight mm -hmm. or winter time. Uh, you do need to gain a sense of art, um, uh, knowledge of art. Uh, because a lot of us, I think we, we kill art in school by the eighth grade, you know? Mm. And by the eighth grade, your art is out, as a subject is out of the window. And, uh, but I think you really need to imbibe art as a emotion. But after all, it's an emotion that you're going to be conveying to a, a viewer. The food, the it's, everything is an emotion. And how does a photographer capture the emotion? As a chef, how do you put that emotion on a plate? Or, and then using his lighting to 
create that emotion to somebody who's say 5,000 miles away. Right. Yeah. So the viewer then has no connect with either you as a stylist or a photographer. He's going to see the photograph. So how does he emote to that photograph? How does he, how do you evoke a feeling out of him? And that's very important for a student to start learning right at the beginning. I think uh, all good points, you know, having a sound base in the culinary domain, having Absolutely. a sense of art. And that point you made about art, uh, imbibing art as an emotion, I think I really connected with that. It's something I'm going to keep with me uh, because at the end of the day, it's all about dealing with people. You're working with people, you're working with emotions. So if you can capture that uh, and portray it, it it's, it's amazing in that sense. You yeah. know? So, yeah. so I like that. I like that. And on a funny note, I just like to say, you know, <laughs> so many times you may you go to say, uh, uh, let's say maybe the smaller establishments, right? Like the Udupi kind of restaurants where, you know, they have this entire uh, a, a row of pictures, you know, of the different food items. And sometimes it's a case where uh, what you see on the picture is nothing like what you actually get. <laughs> yeah, it's usually it's, you dope, you know, because sometimes just setting up a plate can take you over an hour just right. setting up one plate, the photographer doesn't like it, the client doesn't like it, getting right. the sauce to fall right. <laughs> uh, and a lot of times we have a dummy plate. Okay. Uh, so everything is put down on the table, a dummy mm -hmm. plate, cameraman gets his, uh, we get the lighting ready, everything ready. And then the actual plate is put in front of it. Got it. You know? So as a food stylist and photographer, your day actually starts early in the morning, going to the market, then you come to the studio and then you're shooting those long hours to just get one photograph sometime. And yeah, so there's a lot of people involved with it, like we said earlier. There's an art director, food stylist, there's a, the guy who gets the props, there are guys handling the lights. So there's a whole chaos situation in the studio, the organized chaos. Yeah. I, I like the way you, uh, you know, very rightfully brought out the different roles uh, and the different collaborators that you know work with you to make that project a success so yeah. like like in many other fields what we see is sometimes a creative output is the result of different people working together and collaborating and that's amazing you know so thank you for highlighting that and also opening my eyes at least to one fact that you may see one photograph but there's a lot that's gone into it you know, there's yes. a story behind that so, that picture itself. <laughs> that, that's why I tell people always there's a story. You know, the emotion is the story. There's a history behind the story, the dish, all of that. Fantastic. Thank you, Michael. I really enjoyed this discussion. <laughs> uh, thank Pleasure. you so much once again for making time for the podcast. I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Subscribe to our YouTube channel to get more content like this. And if you prefer tuning into audio, you can catch us on Google, Apple or Spotify. Our handle is the Zista Podcast. Till we meet again, I'd say stay curious.